from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. First, let's, let's talk about this... Uh, new poll. Now, I don't. I, I don't think you know anything about it. Basically, uh, the, the the poll sort of like surveyed a number of Muslims in in, in different countries: France, Germany, uh, and Britain. And uh, basically, just to find out, I guess, what is the general uh, degree of integration that Muslims have in society? Like, how much do they consider themselves, say, German or French or British? Yeah. Uh, and what are their general attitudes compared to the, you know, compared to the population? Okay, so uh, this wasn't just a, this just wasn't a one-question type thing. This no. This is just no. an interesting trend, that an interesting statistical anomaly that came out of a general survey. Right, exactly. Oh, okay, I feel better <laughs> about that because I get a little bit worried Whenever it's a one-question survey, you know, not not no. just whenever it's a one-question survey, but whenever you bring up surveys at all, because I don't know about you, but I have seen statistics used to support all sorts of retardation. So whenever you pull out the a poll says, it's like, and I just feel like I can't argue with it. You're like, a poll said this, and I'm like, I disagree. Well, how can I disagree with a poll? You know, I just have to be like, polls are it's bullshit. It's faceless. You know, you can't, you can't kick a poll's ass. You yep. say, shut your mouth, poll. You can't do that. No. Nope. Damn those polls. You but, could just say polls are, you got to remember, polls are kind of inaccurate and this and that. I don't, there's a, there was a new poll that showed that 54% of polls are inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit that they're, I, I'm always very uh, skeptical about polls, but they're still interesting to talk about just because somebody went out, asked a bunch of questions, and this is how people answered those specific questions. Yeah. Now, if you're going to say, well, the question itself had an internal bias in it, or this survey doesn't reveal any of the information it pertains to, or those are those are the kind of arguments. Or if there's a weakness in, within the survey itself, or, or there's that kind of stuff. you know they they take bogus causality out of it. You know what I mean? And that's that's the general bad thing I think that's happening a lot in science nowadays is they do a bunch of studies and they say, well, these people ate carrots and they got cancer. No, that's so not science. That's cancer. news reporting. That's that's what you. This is where you have to separate but, your but, understanding of science with the report of science. No, I understand that. My whole thing with it, and, and this just goes to, I mean, how many times we've brought up polls and stuff. This is what news reporters cover, is that if you want to fuck it, it seems like all they do is a scientific paper says, you know, this, and uh, here's what a poll says. This is, this, is, this is how this news comes out. This is the only repre representation that atheists are winning that there is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, t I'll tell you one thing. I think the reason why you see a lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of newspapers and that kind of stuff putting out polls that people want to know what other people think. And polls are a perfect example of that. What are other people thinking? I mean, think about think about uh, for the good atheist. Wouldn't you love the ability to do polls? Like, for instance, what do you guys like about the show? I would like a fucking poll like that. But, you know, respondents to polls are usually so low that uh, it's completely utterly uh, useless to, to have them. But being able to pluck information from people's heads, that's valuable. It's valuable if you do it right. I just, I am seriously concerned, man. I think polling is uh, is is up there as the most m most manipulatable, is that even a word? Uh, I don't know. Manipulatable? No. Fucking forms of uh, <laughs> of news or facts that you could get. So I'm just putting it out there. 
Fuck polls. All right. Uh, uh, let's let's move beyond your fuck polls yeah, yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and let's and talk, talk more about the general thing. Let's I'm... talk about the general thing. Okay, basically, here are some of the other things they found. Like, apart from the fact that z- um, zero of the Muslims they surveyed in, in Britain agreed uh, with uh, or, or thought that homosexuality was acceptable, they only 3% found that... Uh, extramarital uh, relationships were also appropriate. So those are some very low, low numbers compared to 48% in France and 20, 27% in Germany. Now, in all the studies, it basically found that Britain's Muslim population was a lot more hardcore conservative than France and Germany's. And that that's kind of like what the poll showed. Because, you know, France, for instance, has a very different policy when it comes to uh, immigration. And, uh, you know, I guess it's, those, those, those surveys show that at least it has some impact and influence well, I'm hoping on you're that not, population. I'm hoping you're not going to praise France's No, no, actually, I wanted, I wanted to talk about that Because we bit. could, yeah, let's, let's because, talk uh, about Because one of the other things that's really, that was interesting, too, that I found was that um, uh, Muslims in Britain also have the lowest employment rate. It's like about 38% in, in, in Britain. 38% no one... of Muslims are employed? In Britain, that is correct. That seems like a really low... That is a hugely low number. That, that is, is like is the really... lowest number of any demographic. So it's like the, the lowest number Muslim immigrants. So they, there's, there's kind of like a, an attempt out there to understand what is the problem what, why isn't this jiving? Why maybe, isn't maybe it could be the idea that if Muslims aren't accepted in countries, then they're not very likely to accept any of our values either. Like, look at the idea, and this is yeah. Just but isn't a it? A, is, why, why, why? If that's true, then why would France have higher numbers of people that agreed with them, even though their policies are actually very, uh, very anti-Muslim? Because uh, as much as you can see all the anti-Muslim legislation and everything like that, to a good degree, there's. Uh, I believe that the statistics there must be a lot more Muslims in France, right? Uh, well, it's true that the survey sample in, in Britain was smaller, so there's there's that to consider, obviously. It's like, even though the government does all that shit, I don't think the people are quite as... You know what? I'll, I think you're onto something there when you're talking about the size of a particular demographic. Like, for instance, if if you live anywhere where there's a tiny Chinatown, and I mean like 14 or 15 people Chinatown. Well, 14 or 15 it's, buildings. It, 15 <laughs> buildings. You're going to find that the you know the Chinese population in your city is probably not very well integrated, and it's just because they're 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 going to stick to together they're just so small that that that's what they're going to do they're if, going to stick if, together. if there's 500 muslims in london you can fucking become friends with all of them and never ever ever have to involve yourself with filthy uh infidels at all <laughs> well this is true you, you you wouldn't have to but i i think and therefore your entire fucking world view is 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 boiled down to okay well i have good time with my muslim buddies and everybody else treats me like shit so i mean to me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that i, I personally also i'm saying that there's a good a, a good percentage of all the people all the muslims maybe in in europe that are that are getting a bit crazy. I'm just saying that maybe it's because we haven't exactly welcomed them all that much. Now I don't know if if we had welcomed them, if they just steamroll us or whatever. But I'm just putting it out there that I would have been more interested to know. There's what a all of this before before September 11th. I would have I would have loved to see what um, like integration levels and everything. Yeah, before that, you know, because if if you're right, if that is something that's uh, that that that's caused by us, we can just look back at our behavior and see. Well, there was a change at that moment. Did that change 
the, the, the degree of integration with the, within, the, within society. Well, I mean, obviously, September 11th, the fucking America gave off a crazy psychic scream that everybody heard around the world. But before that, it's like Europe is very familiar with the concept of extremist terrorism, you know? It's like, I'm pretty sure the way people felt before is relatively similar to how they feel now. I think it's just, you know what, I'll, I'll be honest. I think that the problem really is... Um, I'm not going to say that France's policies, like that I agree with them, but the reason why they're probably more effective is because they're more draconian. Like they take an attitude of saying, no, you can't wear these scarves, you can't you know, uh, wear your traditional headbands or whatever in our police force. And in essence what they do is they, they really do dilute the culture to some degree or another uh, in order to be able to instill their own values. It's, That's what cultures do all the time. I know, but it just seems to me like it's so fucking backwards. Why are you going after skull caps and, cro and, and, and crosses and everything else when you could be... Uh uh, well, I mean, that's what they would be going after if they were going to implement this fairly. Uh, but anyways, why are they going after these when they can just say, okay, anybody caught fucking circumcising a woman is going to go to jail for 20 well, years. Well, because they already do that, but they can't catch anybody. Because it's, it's like that. There, there are pockets within any even well-integrated uh, community that are just, you're never going to get access to that. It's like the... the you know, like the Chinatown in New York. You think you think a white man is going to integrate within the really hardcore part of like uh, that organization? No. So wow, Jake, no. you're saying that there are people out there who hide the illegal things they do from police, and therefore we should just not try and police them. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you you are obviously not going. You you can't do it. You can't do it unless people come forward when it comes to female circumcision. If if they don't come forward, you have like under our jurisdiction. You have no case. Well, you have to, you have two fucking options. You need people to come forward, or you basically have to launch an extremely racist seeming fucking. <laughs> See, this is I never understood your weird attitude because one part no, you're I'm always just, like I'm, I'm just saying that that's the funny <laughs> thing about it is that either you can you you hope that people come forward, or you're just gonna have to do this is what I'm saying. If you're gonna do some fucking draconian things, at least do them to battle the problems that the real problems, not the pussy ass. Surface ones. Yeah, but you know what? It it just turns out when you take care of the pussy as surface ones, you do end up making the the most difference. You you do. You honestly do. I mean, it sounds it, like a broken, it sounds silly. The broken window policy thing. Or? I think it's more than that. I think that the the the, the honest truth is that a lot of people, given uh, an option, would choose not to observe their religion with great veracity. You know, like for for a large part, it's something that you do to make other people, see, you know, like to to keep your reputation mm. as a religious person. But for most people, they're like, I don't give a shit. I want to take this crap off. You know, mm. like they don't care more than that. And when you remove the obligation to do so, you have an excuse not to wear it or to participate or to really follow through with all that stuff. And you're also, you get other options, you know? And when people have options, they're like, yeah, you know, I could take those elements, I could incorporate them within my life, and I can be part of society. I mean, like I said, when you, when you take that attitude of saying we're going to separate religion from, um, you know, sort of like most of the elements of society, it, it just, it... It stops forcing it on people that would really rather not have to display such religiosity. And I think that's the majority of people. They just don't want to be that hardcore religious. they got other things on their minds. I'm like, don't you? I mean, even though I'm an atheist, i got other things on my mind. <laughs> I'm assuming this must be the same for a lot of people that aren't fundies. You're talking to the laziest atheist that has a podcast. <laughs> Literally, you are. Okay, let's move on to the next uh, topic of conversation. And uh, that's uh, an article that I read 
on uh, World Net Daily. Now, they, they, like I said before, if you don't know about World Net Daily, it is pretty much like the most conservative site, so it's like uh, a faux news site that you can possibly go to. Oh, it's, so it's worldnetdaily.com? Yeah. Uh, Believe dot com, yeah, and it's what is it like a conservative version of the Onion? Is that what it is? No, it's not. No, it's not a joke. You know, it's it's pretty much kind of um, uh, if Fox News, if it was completely right wing and run by two people, you know what I mean, like cheap ass links and crappy ass articles, but that's visited like it's one of the most visited sites on the net. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're crazy rednecks that just uh, So it's like basically the like like say an uglier a redneck Huffington Post. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except for there's they mostly have links to other sites that kind of stuff. Though they do occasionally write their own uh, article. So the founder, this guy called Joseph Farah, which if you want to read any articles, just do a search for him and then just read his shit because it's hilarious. But he wrote an article just the other day, and I thought it was so hilarious. Uh, and I th- you'd get a kick out of it. Basically, he stated that uh, Israel uh, should not fear Iran, Hamas, or Muslim extremists, but they should be afraid of evolutionary theory. Uh, he says that, that is a growing concern over there and it will lead to their own annihilation wow talk about somebody who (laughs) who gets it huh i just don't even understand how somebody can say something so obviously incorrect and wrong i mean we've said some pretty dumb shit and i mean in this episode i think i mean looking back i'm like you know that probably didn't come out that all that well but that's just that's just ridiculous especially after there there were just like fucking two gigantic military um happenings (laughs) happenings <laughs> in the middle occurrences East. yes just 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 little regular ones between enemies that just fucking hate israel i think it's also funny that in the article he was just basically saying um you know you can't know anything without knowing god uh and anything that you do find out without god is inherently false and i'm like you know most of the stuff that we that that you probably uh, take for granted. Let's say your computer uh, did not come about with uh, through an understanding of God or through the Bible. Do you not see kind of like there's an inherent problem <laughs> with you saying that knowledge is only possible through the Bible? I mean, you're making a living based on something that is just not thought up by in any religious terms whatsoever. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. It's just interesting to me that he would claim that atheism is more dangerous than extremism. Maybe atheist extremism, (laughs) maybe then, but that doesn't exist yet. I I think it's just, you know, he takes the attitude that Israel is one of those places that is divinely protected by God. So any time they move away from God, they invite God's wrath. So that's kind of his logic, right? God is going to... Protect Israel until end times. This is this is the really dangerous thing, and this is why you really got to worry about right right wing people, uh, right wing political people who are hardcore religious, because they make ridiculous fucking assumptions about how the world works based on a on a, an insane religious fucking view. Yep. Based, based on pretty much the last chapters of the Bible and Revelations. Like, this is how they figure out all policy. They're like, everything is geared towards Revelations. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good God, no one should be using that. How anybody would even think, who would, would even pay attention to somebody who would consider a foreign policy towards Israel of God will take care of it. 
<laughs> My God. I'm like, yeah, they've, God's really been taking care of the Jews. He's done a bang-up job of so pro- far. Of protecting the Jews. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A1, buddy. It's A1. Like, chosen people? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, choose a different God. You know, like, fuck, fuck it. Thor, I'm telling you. The Vikings did well for a while. Okay, mm-hmm. they did very well. I, I say pick the gods of uh, other civilizations. I don't see anybody trying to fucking wipe Greenland off the map. <laughs> nope. Nope, everybody made their peace there. It's pretty sweet. It was wow. one of those sweeter religions to, to believe in. But yeah, I mean, it's... Imagine somebody who had a, who had a foreign policy based on Dante's Inferno. Like... <laughs> Trying to worry about the different levels of hell, trying to make uh, you know policy saying, well, we're trying to avoid people on going into the f- more fiery elements of hell, but uh, you know Dante was pretty clear about uh, all of these rules, so we have to follow what uh, what the poet said. Huh? Mm. What? <laughs> it, well, it was called the Divine Comedy after all, so maybe it's not the best idea. But you I mean you get my point? Yeah. I think another thing that was kind of interesting, and this is what I wanted to segue into was uh, so- something that the World Net Daily seems to push a lot, other than the you know conspiracy theories about Obama, which I just think are sort of like hilarious. Like half the site is just devoted to telling you that Obama is the Antichrist, or he's not a Christian, or he's you know a secret Muslim, or that kind of stuff. Do they really say anti? Because I, I can, I you know what? To a certain degree, I can understand that if you're going to hate on somebody, you're going to ha- g- grab the low hanging fruit. And say that the he's, Antichrist he's, he's, is the, pretty much the oh, lowest no, hanging fruit. I mean, yeah, the, the awesome. easiest is always not an American and all that's that. True. That's true. That, that's the easiest. But the Antichrist one is a little bit. You know, how can because you're saying this is a this is is this a super crazy religious site or is this a political like a a power political powerhouse a Huffington Post? Yes. It is. <laughs> it's both. It's both of these things. And I mean, they, and they are literally having articles about Obama being the Antichrist. Uh, well, they, I think they link to those things, but obviously, like, you know, it's it's their opinion. Look, you have to understand, this is a, the whole Obama Antichrist thing is a pretty big movement, but that's not the topic that I wanted to talk about. The topic I actually wanted to talk about was the Fairness Doctrine. Now, I had heard about it somewhat, but I decided to do a little bit of research on what it actually is and why it's such an important issue to say conservatives and Democrats alike because I didn't really understand why everybody was talking about this. I haven't heard anything about it. But okay. then again, I have like, like I haven't been paying attention to the to the poli- to any politics for the last three months. It might be why I'm getting dumber as the show goes on. Uh, we should be watching more Daily Show. That's a <laughs> that's the only way to be educated, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. Do. So John people, Stewart's been slipping. Colbert is where it's at now. All right, whatever. So um, what the fuck is this okay, fairness the, doctrine? The fairness doctrine was a policy uh, of the FCC uh, to ensure that broadcasters at the time would allot a certain amount of air time uh, for controversial issues of public uh, concern or importance. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it was kind of like a, a method to avoid only one political spectrum being talked about when there were very few broadcasters. Yeah, basically one person shouting really loudly and basically overwhelming everybody else's opinion on an issue. Right, exactly. They they had other provisions, like for instance, if you were going to make any accusation uh, over a person or a prominent person, you had to give them a transcript of what you were saying, you had to allow them airtime to respond. Uh, You know, there were all these kinds of rules. Now, uh, the... It was essentially gutted and killed by Reagan uh, when he came in. Now, they at the time, they were saying, like, well, this is a free speech issue. And, you know, 
any any person who's really who defends the the First Amendment will tell you that it is. I mean, like I, personally, I find the entire idea of an FCC is a fucking violation. Yeah, uh, which is what I found so funny that Reagan killed that policy. But I'm like, oh, you know, the FCC, that's fine. We can just kill this fairness doctrine, and it's really kind of when 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 the fairness doctrine was really killed. Uh, you probably noticed, like, hey, how, when did Fox get all crazy, right? Like, when did they really go uh, hardcore? Well, I mean, after, uh, like, it, it had already started happening where people were editorializing and no longer had to worry about uh, the fairness doctrine. Uh, and with, you know, uh, Republicans controlling the Senate for so long and, and being in power for so long, too, it was never really a, a, a giant concern. But now the Democrats, Democrats are back in power, and their whole idea is they want to bring it back in because of their fears over conservative talk shows, essentially. Mm -hmm. They feel like things like you know, Fox and some of the other radio stations are not discussing the issues fairly and aren't providing kind of a pro their, their view of a progressive uh, picture. They're only showing kind of like the hardcore conservative picture and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that's why they want like Democrats talk about bringing it back. Uh, now, libertarians and conservatives want to kill that, and you know, to some degree, I actually kind of agree with them. Well, you know, as you said, it's a fucking First Amendment thing, and blah blah blah. But at the same time, these people here have uh, these people have what are those things in the park that people stand on? They, they, people always talk about that's what they have. Soapboxes. Yeah, they have soapboxes, gigantic soapboxes that are given to them basically by the FCC in the first place. So for the FCC to go and say. You can't act like a fucking gigantic immoral cocksucker with the news. I don't think that should be considered all that unreasonable. Well, the problem, you know what the problem is? The problem is that since the FCC regulates um, broadcasting so that you can't broadcast your own TV station, yeah. uh, that means sort of like the discourse, at least in terms of television, is controlled by very few individuals. Very few individuals. That's why the internet is such a crazy fucking thing because you can have two whack jobs that just sit around <laughs> recording fucking atheist podcasts and it gets really popular and stuff <laughs> and success yay Man. but you know that's that's the re other reason why the fairness doctrine is so controversial because some people argue that if they brought it back people could try to use it to police the internet you know that if you had a website on atheism that I'd have to use the fairness doctrine to talk about other ideologies or something equally fucking ridiculous. Oh, I see. So they, they, we're talking about this expand, expanding to everything then. Right, because here's the thing. I mean, although I find that some degree of fairness doctrine-like attitude should be um, not mandatory but, you know, obviously encouraged mm. uh, particularly in TV because it is still set, like the most popular medium for news and information and the, their news and information is terrible and it is skewed and biased and it I mean it's, it's absolutely it's horrible and at this point it has failed America to the point where you know something probably should happen but I'm not going to pretend to be the person who knows what it should be or to suggest fucking anything I think I think you know what you can take care of that by um, just making it so that if, if you're a broadcaster and you have a show and you make, say, an accusation, um, you know, that, that's obviously false or wrong, uh, I think that there should be consequences to that. I don't know what those consequences should be. But, you know, like, that. I again, if we police the, the those airwaves, then I think that there, there has to be at least some... Uh, uh, I don't even well, know here, how to describe it. Like, there... Here's the deal, though. There's al there's already like a like a set of guidelines that basically 
all well not all of the major news groups but uh, look at CBS and the reason why they got rid of Dan Rather was because they took a look at what he was doing and they said okay you didn't follow uh, you didn't follow the, the the very specific guidelines that we had in here you know these are guidelines big thick book from the fucking 60s and 70s when they actually gave a shit about ethical newscasting they put together a whole bunch of guidelines for for how you were supposed to report the news and that was part of one of the big things about Dan Rather and how he got fucked was even though he got tricked he still broke his own th the rules, you know. So yeah. I, I think I, I think I, I think I would, we I need would, to be the police officers I, in this issue. We need to stop. We need to turn off broadcasts that are false, saying like, you know, this show sucks. Take it off the air. Well, I don't think take it off the air. I think we need fucking uh, we, we need some kind of situation that that if you were gonna be held up to this, or if, if basically you're gonna be judged as a news show. And if you want to be fucking considered a news show, you have to follow certain guidelines, or you are not considered a news show. And at the beginning of the show, it's like, this is a news show, or this show is for entertainment purposes only, and uh, does not conform to the fucking standards of journalism that are required in order to be considered a news That program. would be interesting that you would actually have to put that before. If you were not accredited, you have to put that as a display. This is not a news program. Boom, baby! Like, you are, you are a news program if you get fucking accredited. But look, here's the thing. I think, honestly, trying to force this through again... Fucking First Amendment, so... If no, but they're allowed to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, we have this for ISO, for companies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to sell your 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 company on a pub uh, publicly, you need to pass ISO tests, you know? Like, your processes and everything else needs to be transparent. Mm -hmm. If it is not transparent, you are not ISO compliant, therefore you will not be able to have public shares. Why is it different with journalism? If you are not, you know, compliant to the conducts and rules of ethics, then I think that you should be forced, at least, to tell people that, that you don't. You know what I mean? Like, you were not a news program. Yeah. News program has the fucking seal. Boom! This has been approved. You know, they are, you know, effectively unbiased in, in, in their news reporting. And, you know, we we police it that way. That's it. It's kind of like a, you know, the, 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 the way that we handle censorship, say, in video games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's a suggested... Uh, well, it can't be a suggested rating. It's just you have to... You, the, the whole thing is you can do whatever you want to do, but we're still going to rate you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with, uh, with ratings because mm -hmm. it, it, that is up to the discretion of the individual. Yeah. But, uh, but do you honestly think it's such a partisan fucking country? Anything like that could be run in any kind of uh, way that would, that would not just cause a whole bunch of fucking drama? I, you know what? I, that, that is a different question altogether. What happens in the United States with such increased... Partisanship, and the answer is I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. But does it? They just feel like everything's going to pop. I don't know. I know everybody has always said that it's always been kind of like this, but it does seem a lot. I don't worse. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because we didn't live through the '60s. <laughs> I imagine the '60s were a lot worse. Well, I think that it's just it, there's going to there is a fight for the heart and soul, quote unquote, of uh, conservatism in the United States. Mm -hmm. It's being fought by individuals who would love very much to deny reality. They're of the Sarah Palin variety, you know, people who are just like, oh, no, she's competent. And, of course, you can see Russia from there. And, you know, the Earth is 6,000 years old to sort of like the other kind of like an Andrew Sullivan kind of conservative attitude. You know, he's, he's a homosexual, but he's also fiscally conservative and so on and so forth. So He's I mean, trying to reclaim the party from basically the... the because here's the thing, if you're a fiscal conservative and you're a Republican, I can understand that, you know, you have Republican ideals in your minds, but it's like saying, 
Yeah, no. It's like being a libertarian and associating with the Republicans. That's ridiculous. They're the worst big business fucking expanders that there are. It's Yeah, it's pretty awful. So, if you're an environmentalist, you can't, you can't ever vote for Republican. Even though technically the most environmentalist president was a Republican. Richard Nixon, ironically enough. Of course, well, hey, nobody did more to fucking help, a, uh, what is it, people in Africa than George Bush. It's true. It's true. George Bush Jr., by the way. I'm not, <laughs> no, I, I know. Make, I want to make it fucking clear. Don't be like, oh, that lame. I mean the really lame Bush. Yep, the terrible, terrible one. Now, I don't know if it's going to turn out that all those billions of dollars he sunk into it just went into the pockets of, like, the Halliburton, or Hall Halliburton for fucking Africa, whatever the, the setup is for Who, that. Part. I would like to believe that some good eventually trickled out of his, you know, massive anus, anus of, of evil. But... Uh, <laughs> Like Mont Montezuma's revenge, but uh, I can't be sure that there is such justice. Karma yeah. does not exist, so yeah. I, I can only tell you that uh, the man is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, let's wrap up the show. It was, I thought I thought it'd be uh, something interesting. Just I know it's not uh, necessarily related to atheism, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about the fairness doctrine because I found it fascinating when I was reading it. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's uh, it's something that I think that we need to move beyond. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's not how we can make sure that we have rational discussion. That's not the answer. More policing, not the answer. I think the answer is uh, a voluntary. Because uh, here's the thing: a voluntary system. We we've seen it in other circles, man. People set something up that might be good, but politics always destroys it all. You yep. know. Although I'm telling you something: if you ever meet a conservative who really wants to fight the fairness doctrine, make a compromise with them. Say that you know that they're right that it is a First Amendment issue and that the FCC should be abolished altogether, and see if they still support that if it's a free speech issue, and then we'll see. Then we will see. Absolutely, because I want more titties. More <laughs> I titties. want so many more titties in my life. I need more, mm. and I and you know what? I bet you those guys would freak the fuck out of that possibility. Right? Just a, they they love First Amendment issues when it certainly serves them, but as soon as uh, sex, nudity. Uh, all these kind of things enter into the picture, they lose their minds, boy. Well, you don't do that with your mouth. Well, you do certain parts with your mouth, but it's not speaking. It's not speech. Yeah, well, well what, about dirt, what about erotic uh, talk it's, shows? It, it's really... Erotic it, talk shows! It's too bad fucking the founding fathers didn't think up... Well, I guess it was freedom of expression, wasn't it? Not free speech, right? What well, is the, what's the original... I don't know. Is it considered expression if I am uh, showing my nude body? I'm expressing yes. myself. Did you? Uh, fun fact: As we wrap this fucking show up, because I feel like we're ending it like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's like and there are fade, five endings, and then it's back, and then fade. But uh, yeah, no, mooning was It went to the Supreme Court, and they determined that mooning is considered uh, form of a form of expression. Awesome. Yep. Yeah.